0: Talk radio.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atchride Radio Show. I'm Bill Attride, and today is our seventh show in 2021. And given that we are approaching uh, next week, or actually the end of next week, we actually approach it on Monday, June 20th, we come to the solstice, uh, the midpoint uh, of the calendar year for us in a civil sort of way. And we're one one quarter of the way through the Zodiac, as it were, moving now into the sign of Cancer. So I thought I would take this moment to pause and consider um, where we are now and what we've come to in the last six months or so. And then I'll also consider the conditions that we're, we are encountering at this time, uh, in, as determined by the planetary positions and their alignments with one another. Um, and so, as always, I'll uh, start my little... Talk and talk about these matters, and then I'll open up the airways for your questions, uh, which can be on anything—this uh, topic that I'm speaking about, or if you have a particular question about your chart or someone else's chart, you can always give me uh, that birth information, a date and a place of birth, at least, and certainly a time of birth if you have it, and just give me your first name or, or whatever, so I can know who I'm talking to and and uh, and, and and talk with you. And Again, if you want to reach me for any reason to suggest a topic for a show or ask an astrology question Find out what some good books to read are on astrology or metaphysics uh, You are welcome to call me um, or certainly email me uh, And my email is my name, Bill at Tride, That's B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E At gmail.com And certainly through social media and platforms, you probably can get my number to call me and or contact me through, you know, Facebook Messenger, Instagram Messenger, all these multiple ways we can reach one another now, which is uh, quite wonderful, but also complex. Sometimes we all wish we had a central collecting unit for all those messages we get (laughs) anyways. um, And so uh, I I wanted to do that. And I also wanted to. remind you that we're still in the mercury retrograde here um which has been in place since late may 2020 uh, like may 29th and will turn direct uh, mercury will turn direct on in about nine days on june 22nd so right after we go into the sign of cancer uh then we'll have mercury turning direct once more uh and so that'll be a big shift of energy that that, that week of the, of the solstice um and and of course if uh you want to um, uh, find me on the Internet, you can certainly find me uh, at my blog site or here at the radio show and various other platforms in terms of seeing other things I may be speaking about or writing about. Uh, And I know I'm appearing. I think uh, uh, Suzanne Northrup is doing a webinar. I believe it's in July. And I think I'm uh, going to be one of the people in that webinar or that Person in the webinar with her, which should be kind of that'll be a lot of fun. Anyway, so um, a lot of things going on here, a lot of things uh, happening, and we want to take a look at them. So let's begin um, with the topic that I chose for today, um, and and what we're what we're honoring it as a way at this time is the solstice because on on Sunday June the twentieth we will reach one of the four turnings of the astrological year. Uh, and that is the solstice, which marks the entrance of the sign into the sign of the sign into the sign of Cancer. In the astrological calendar year, we have come through the first three, uh, first set of the three modalities of spirit forms, which are held by the cardinal, fixed, and mutable signs. Uh, those first three signs being Aries, Taurus, and Gemini. And we will have also experienced three of the four elements of the zodiac, which are fire earth and now air so on June the 20th we will enter the second cardinal sign and the first sign of water sign which is cancer the cardinal signs begin the four seasons and they form what I like to call the four corners of creation the four directions of identity and orientation the four questions of identity are who am I that's Aries and then who are you that's Libra and where do I come from that's by cancer and where am I going Hell by Capricorn in this solstice of cancer we must turn to the question of our roots to where we come from what anchors us and lovingly supports our journey in the stars but to do this we really need to consider what are the signs and what is the zodiac for me Astrology is a vehicle of knowing for addressing the fundamental questions that we all face. It directly concerns those three fundamental questions of life. Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Since humans woke up when we became self-aware, that is, we wondered and wandered, seeking to know ourselves and our world and to share what we understood. Yes, we made who we are by these stories we shared. We made ourselves into what we are by this steady accumulation of knowledge and wisdom. We are all made of and by one another, and our sometimes simple and oftentimes profound stories of knowledge and wisdom have become this perennial living gift to us from our ancestors and that we share with one another as we move through the eternal now. It seems obvious to me that early in our awakening, as we sought to make sense of our experiences of the world around us, we began to perceive and hold together these experiences of our journey here and connect them with what we witnessed taking place in the sweeping pageantry in the heavens above. One fundamental question we must understand is how or why astrology works what is it that forms the zodiac how does it function and why does it work well according to the ancient wisdom the zodiac is an electromagnetic field of energy forms what is known as the design body or subtle body for any organism whether that be an atom molecule a being planet star or galaxy we need to free our minds and move away from our fixation on matter and substance and think of the real forms behind the appearance of things to look for the noumena and not get captured in the phenomena the universe and everything in it is like a hologram a series of intersecting energy forms which when aligned and formed into certain patterns creates the re- various reality forms or what we see as matter forms that we perceive. The zodiac is the energy form which envelops and permeates any organism from the highest spiritual bodies all the way down into the denser material bodies like our human flesh bodies. The zodiac holds the 12 creative hierarchies of spirit. And the power or force behind these 12 is of or from the one. And that is ultimately for me, the unconditional love and mind of the one for any organism or whole being from atoms and molecules all the way up to the stars. The Zodiac is like the master aura holding, forming and informing the creation development and expression of that being each one of us is formed within our own auric or electromagnetic field but we humans are subject to the greater aura of the zodiac around the earth and then our earth in turn is part of the auras of the other planets and of our sun our star which forms our entire solar system's auric field or zodiacal field Really, there is but one Zodiac whose ultimate source is the one. The Zodiac is not out there in the so-called fixed stars. It is the master template in all organisms or beings. And most wonderfully, each individual Zodiacal field aligns with the next higher order of wholes or organisms or beings. And then those with the next as well until we find the entire solar system and then the Milky Way galaxy is aligned with this same zodiacal orientation truly the teachings hold that the divine order of the cosmos can be seen as wheels within wheels and as above so below the zodiac of our solar system is also the zodiac of our galaxy and of all of creation It is the master architect's electromagnetic energy field of unconditional love and consciousness, which forms and guides all the organisms from the smallest to the greatest, who are, in effect, the very body of the One. So, what this means for us here on Earth is that our zodiacal field is aligned so that when we say, for example, that the Sun is being is going through Gemini or going through cancer what we really mean is that the energy form of Gemini is being activated by the Sun at this time and so any entity born at that time will partake of Gemini energy forms with regards to its root nature and fundamental purposes likewise when any other planet is moving through Gemini like Venus, it means that Venus is acting through the energy form of Gemini and being modulated accordingly. The planets are not the causes or makers of what we do down here. I do not hold to the notion that the planets make things happen. Rather, they reveal the deep interconnectedness between all life in our solar system, our family system. And they can, through and by their patterns of relationship, by what I like to call the dance of the planets, help us to understand the cycles and meanings of our life here on Earth. For my sessions with clients, I see their chart as forming the essential nature of the strengths and challenges a soul is to work with in this life. A reading is an encounter with oneself. And when finding confirmation of what they have known, felt or intuited about themselves, they experience a warm comfort and deeper clarity about their life and purpose. They obtain greater self-acceptance and self-understanding, and they can more consciously live their life in alignment with their entire being or nature. For many this experience will often elicit a greater clarity about the meaning and purpose of their life and they take up once again I would think the challenge to move from with more determination towards their self mastery and awakening so for now as we are, as we or our star enter cancer on June the 20th we come once again to the question of our origins or roots We come to our family and heritage, our culture, and ancestors. We can all trace our roots back, but only so far before these paths become blurred and our history turns to legends and myths. But we also know, or better, we also feel the connections between one another that transcend these more limited physical stories. We are human. And we all ultimately share in the one root of our humanity our one family the family of human we have come a long way but we also know we have a long way to go and the wisdom contained in astrology has always helped us to find our way as it can today generally or collectively for us all we look at the astrological themes that are most significant and are held by the three outermost planets Uranus, Neptune, Pluto and their sign positions and relationships with one another provide the fundamental meanings and messages for any age. Uranus takes 84 years to orbit the Sun and is moving through Taurus now from 2018 to 2026 Neptune takes 164 years to orbit the Sun and is moving through Pisces from 2011 to 2026. And Pluto takes 245 years to orbit the Sun and is moving through Capricorn from 2008 to 2024. Historically, the most significant alignment these planets will make is when they form a triple conjunction, which is like a master spiritual moment of seeding. The last time this happened was around 577 BC in the sign of Taurus and the world was graced by the presence of Confucius, Buddha, Lao Tzu, Zoroaster, Pythagoras, and many, many others. The next such alignment is not due for over 1300 more years in 3368. <laughs> but we must remember that in every generation teachers will come to remind us who we are and why we are here the paths of awakening are ever before us and in each and every period many souls will begin or continue the steady climb that leads to awakening and liberation for us the most significant element right now is the passage of pluto in capricorn which has always indicated the end of an institutional era we are witnessing the end of our age from 2008 to 2024 which is not unlike the previous passages of 1516 to 1532 and 1762 to 1778 that earlier period in europe accompanied the Reformation and a move to a new political, economic, and cultural order, and I would argue a new kind of human being, and the latter period be- being what I call the end of monarchies and the rise of democracies of which the U.S. and French republics and others led the way. And now we find that our political, economic, cultural order is coming undone. The reason is not because of Pluto, but it does provide context and meaning along with those other planets. The reason is just it is spiritually time for this to happen. The very solutions to meet our human needs that our ancestors forged in the 1700s and 1800s have become the very instruments of forming the existential challenges we face today whether in how we source our energy food clothing housing in all so many ways in which we have met our needs those very means we created and have relied upon are now destroying the beautiful hierarchy of life on this planet this is how it always is the solutions of one era become the very source of the challenge that we must rise above as we move into a new age. While Pluto remains in Capricorn, we will will continue to experience this as more of a time for the breaking down of old forms in order to prepare the way for the new order that will rise from 2024 onwards. Pluto as the avatar of the will, an instrument of alchemy for our solar system, while it moves through Capricorn, it signals the time that will bring about a rebirth of forms for our world. By working with Pluto, the planet of the will, we walk the path of the one when we say, let thy will be done. the next major influence of meaning is provided by neptune which is currently moving through its own sign of pisces from 2011 to 2026 with its role as the dissolver of boundaries between energy fields and forms this passage of neptune is often accompanied by the most sublime experiences of the fundamental oneness of creation which is rooted in the divine light of unconditional love that forms and holds all as one in the cosmos. Yet this experience of the dissolving of reality forms and the meanings behind those forms will equally elicit some of the most illusionary and delusional experiences for many as well. Both the surge and spiritual movements And the crises of conflicting views of reality we are experiencing today can be seen as directly related and tied to its previous passage, which was in 1848 to 1862. It was then as it is now that our understanding of how we see and relate to one another and to all of life on this planet was revealed as deeply divided. Then, as now, some humans separated themselves from others and believed that other humans were lesser and even could be deemed to be the property of other humans and that their possessions and property rights were above our spiritual responsibilities to one another and to all life on this planet. It is Neptune's role to remind us that we are all made of one another that we are all one in a community of fellow beings we call human and that we are equally part of the larger community of life that is our beautiful earth. When we turn from the path of unconditional love for one another and indeed from all life forms on this planet, that is when we enter into chaos, confusion, and delusion. The movement of Neptune through Pisces signals a time for illumination and awakening that is always heralded by the necessity of confusion. It is only when we are confused that we find we have no choice but to let go of our illusions and rise to a new level of understanding by seeing the truth behind all life forms here. We are all here because of unconditional love, and we are here to steadily move towards living by this truth as we draw closer to being fully awakened as human. When we hold to the message of Neptune, we follow the path of love and compassion and keep to the master's teaching that we are here for one thing only, love one another. finally we have the last of the outer planets guiding our steps which is held by the planet Uranus known as the awakener Uranus is moving to the energy form of Taurus from 2018 to 2026 and like its previous times there from 1935 to 1942 or from 1851 to 1859 or from 1768 to 1775, it signals a time where old values are shattered and a reimagination and restatement of our hierarchy of values is at hand. Certainly, I think we can all agree that the experiences of our world has gone through in just this past year alone with a worldwide pandemic and a resurgence of social justice movements has upended our relationships to what is the good, what is valuable, and most crucially, how we value one another. Uranus, as the avatar of the mind, is the shaper of our thought-reality forms, which we can envisage as holograms. We are each shaped and held by our own thought forms, which in turn are shaped by our collective holograms, which in turn are formed, shaped, and guided by the larger holograms of the planets, stars, and galaxies. Once again, wheels within wheels. Uranus, which holds the energy form of our higher mind, is the quickening agent on our path of awakening. We frame our perceptions and understandings by means of a hierarchy and range of suppositions, data, facts, and truths, which form our means to move through our reality forms with reason. But we must equally and persistently keep testing and questioning this body of knowledge and truth as we find our way to the royal road known as the path of awakening. To that end, Uranus as the avatar of our critical, questioning, and protein ability of intelligence brings us to steadily and constantly, yet at times more dramatically, to experiences that shatter the old ways of perceiving and defining what we know as reality uranus is our avatar of the freer mind it is by uranus and our higher mind that we align our lives with the path of the divine as we feel ourselves and hold one another in unconditional love by neptune and that is held true and steady as our will becomes aligned with the will of the one. We are here on earth to make our way to being a fully realized and complete human whose mind is free, whose love is pure and whose will is true to the divine plan of the one. Okay, um, I, I' talking a lot there about electromagnetic fields and orders and the way the universe is is really energy forms that then constellate into reality forms or more substantive forms that we actually can uh, touch and feel and, and such in, in in on this plane of reality. And if you want to know more about this concept or idea, one. One book that I always found interesting about these things – there are quite a few out there about it – is a book by a man uh, named Michael Talbot, uh, which was written back, I think, in the 1990s. It was called – it's titled The Holographic Universe. Uh, and he, in that book, he explains and integrates uh, a metaphysical and scientific approaches to our understanding about ourselves and our universe. It's really quite um, – Quite fascinating and quite thought-provoking especially in the earlier part where he's talking about uh, these physicists and as they were examining quantum mechanics and the nature of the universe as, as pushed by Einstein and others they came to experience phenomena that 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 was and the words they chose and the concepts they chose paralleled exactly what ancient mystics and teachings from thousands of years ago said about the nature of reality as well and there was this sense of coming together between, between uh, paths of faith and paths of reason, between science and metaphysics that is always there as two different paths to knowing the world around us and ourselves, um, but a sense that hopefully in the periods we're walking through now, that that, that gap that took place or was, that was created between faith and reason, between religion and science, can be healed once again because we quite frankly know we're just there's two, two different ways of looking at what we're looking at, which is the reality, which really is, as I say, the one. Okay. Well, let me uh, grab another sip of tea here. Cause I did that sort of mid talk and I, I needed it then. And I need it again now. And I, um, I will thank you for listening to me as I do things. And I hope you found it interesting and Want to talk about some of these things some more as i as i like you try to figure all this stuff out um i i just want to just keep learning and uh and, I, and i'm i'm fascinated by by all this as as you can tell so um let me uh turn now to those of you that are hanging on here and i'll uh take up uh your calls as as they may have come in i'm trying to again i never know exactly who called when um, because it doesn't list it that way <laughs> so it's not it's sort of a catch-as-catch can but I'll do my very best to um, call upon you in some semblance of an order here and and um, and see what we can do and again I, what I ask that you do if you can um, is at least give me your first name uh, so I know who I'm talking to and if you are uh, wanting to talk about your chart or someone else's chart uh, which of course happens quite frequently um, that's fine um, that you would give me um, the information I would need which would at least be a date of birth and a place of birth and if you have time of birth uh, well then I can tell you that much more okay all right so let me um, call on the caller here and I'll, I'll mention the yeah, the area code so you know I'm talking to you uh, hi you're on with bill that's area code 530 who's this Hello? Are you Hi,
2: there?
1: is it me? Hi, is it me? <laughs> that's always the question. Yes, it's me. No, I know. You. <laughs> Sorry,
2: Bill. Um, this is Annie. How are no. you?
1: And, hi, Annie. I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you?
2: Good. I love that. Um, it's always so inspiring to hear how you put the words together of what we're going through right now. I've been spending a lot of time in meditation these days. Um, and I seem to be having a deeper conversation with the universe and putting the bigger pieces together outside of, you know, my little life, the the big picture of why I'm here. Um, and yeah. if I give you my chart, is there anything you can tell me about it that might be um, pertinent to how to be of more service or what I might be um, going through right now in relation to what you were saying?
1: Sure. Um, now, you, I think I have you before. You, you, your voice sounds familiar. I think, are you the April 8th, 1965 Annie That's that it. I have yep. here? Is that? Yep. It's, okay, good. Then I've got you here. Sure. Um, let's let's take a look at what, what your chart shows here. Um, and again, looking at those outer planets and just looking at a chart overall and seeing what it might indicate, um, what's quite wonderful about your chart, just just stepping back and looking at a chart and you see how it's framed and how it's formed. Um, and I, I look at patterns before I begin looking at particles or instances of things. And you have in your chart, and you may be aware of this or should be aware of this, is you have what's called in astrology a grand trine, which means there are planets that are spaced in three different parts of the chart. Usually then they're in the same element, and they are. They're in all the water signs that your moon is in Cancer. And then your Neptune is in Scorpio and then your Saturn's in Pisces and they form a grand water trine which is a very wonderful instrument of a flow of energy connecting um, my emotional nature my 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 clairvoyant or dreaming and 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 mystical ability Neptune and the sense of my purpose and life and work in this lifetime my Saturn Um, in point of fact I would they, you you're born with that planet Neptune as your rising planet um, and they, someone was looking out east and waiting for the first body to rise after the Sun would have set for you because you're born near sunset the first thing would have come across the eastern horizon is Neptune and it therefore leads you through life you're led through life by clairvoyance and clairaudience <laughs> you're led through life by mysticism uh, and the dreaming function and so um, despite the fact or it doesn't matter what the fact is that you're an Aries and that's your primary energy form um, you would have a very strong orientation towards a mystical quality or path in this lifetime um, because of this configuration of Neptune rising and then linking to the moon into Saturn um, you're a very perceptive person And, of course, Saturn always shows where the work is to be done and what my responsibilities and duties may entail. And your Saturn in Pisces says, I'm here to work on my faith and be faithful, and other people will see that as my greatest strength, and I'm here to serve and be a healer in whatever capacity I can organize or reorganize or make things better in whatever realm I'm tasked with working in, but Saturn in the sixth house means my test in life is the test of order, and and by living in right order, right alignment, then we are at peace. We're walking, as I say, we're walking in beauty, and that's the key to being healthy and happy. Uh, and then, of course, because that's what you work on mastering, this is what you can share or inspire other people to do as well. So you're a healer. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's
2: what yeah. you are. I didn't know I okay. had so much water influence. That's fascinating.
1: Yeah, you you do have more fire than not in your chart with that sun, Mercury, and Venus and Aries. Yes, that's very true. But you, by having these three planets in water all lined up with one another pretty well, pretty exactly, that certainly anchors that water very strongly in your chart, in your nature. And they're all... In the houses of work, the second house is the house of my values and my talent and ability. What is the value of me? That's your Neptune. And what is my duty and my lifestyle and my work style about? That's Saturn in the sixth house. And then ultimately the moon in the tenth house, which is, you know, my public life and what I'm here for. I'm here to meet the needs of others. I'm here to be caring for others or sensing what others may need then providing that to them. Um, so being a very aware of cycles and the changing currents of economy and business cycles on the one hand of cultural and spiritual cycles on the other or as well
2: so in in really I am feel like I'm walking my path of being of service on the planet in that way the water and the fire live well together in this or is <laughs> they seem like <laughs> i don't know well, well,
1: well, well, i i I'd say i say we need all the elements and all the planets and all the signs okay. they're all working in all of us just different mm-hmm. mixtures and though we find there is some creative tension between the the fire is the element where spirit enters in it's like it just it strikes you like lightning or it strikes you like whatever it's a boom and i'm inspired to do something that's fire Um, And so it really uh, is is channeling quite a force, Um, but then it has to be it has to find a form of realization. So it moves into Earth to be manifested. It's not enough to know the truth. You have to embody it in what you do. But then from doing that, you come to know it better and understand it. That's where you come to air, which is about thought and mind and communication. But to hold it all together, the thing that moves us into our containers of feeling are what the water signs are for and so they all work together none of them work apart from the other but when you have strong when you are fiery by nature that's your core but then your moon the second most important thing is water yes you're born with that creative tension how do I do both these things how do I be a stridently individualistic fiery warrior woman and yet I'm a mush I'm so sensitive I'm so emotional too and I'm torn between Caring and let's say not caring <laughs> or 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 mm-hmm. being very forceful or very gentle, and of course you're here to be a gentle warrior uh you know like a you know being guided by the strong ideals, what's right is right, but I have to carry it out in such a way that I do no harm um and so. It's, you know, it's, it's, that, it's, like, it's like in the movement in the, in the 1800s when, when women were struggling for equality and justice again back then as we were moving out of farms and into factories and labor movements were rising and women were marching for equal rights and both in terms of uh, voting and other things and wages in the 1800s. And they had a phrase they used for their organizations, uh, a very famous phrase that echoes down the ages. They didn't want to be equal to men because uh, they saw themselves as being different. But what they wanted, what they saw was important to life, was that they wanted bread, you know, they wanted to be able to earn a living that was, that was right and true for their, that were, compensated them accordingly, but they wanted bread and roses. They didn't want oh, to Oh, I love that, I've feminism. never heard that. So hmm. It's a, it's a classic, classic thing that they march with these banners, bread and roses, because that's what they understood. We said, we are different, but treat us equally. Um, yeah. And we, we care about love as, well, as much as we care about being you know, held to allowing to live out our lives more fully. So it's a wonderful statement in a, in a more beautiful and poetic time than we get sometimes nowadays um, of what they were fighting for. I mean, it goes back hundreds of years. Um, the, the women in Mary Wollstonecraft and, and all these people in the, in the 1600s, in the 15, 1700s fighting in, in England and the here it comes to America, the story goes on. And it's certainly not done, um, um, obviously. And so um, I would say that's a good phrase for you, (laughs) bread and
0: roses.
2: (laughs) Yeah, bread and roses. I love it. Oh, wow. The planet is better with you on it, Bill. Thank you so much for doing your passionate work and helping us all understand astrology better. (laughs) I'm just
1: doing what we all do. We tell stories and we share what we know and really, we all know so little and we need to share so we know more. That's, that whole word consciousness comes. It's consciousness, knowing together. We know so little if we don't reach out and talk to one another and share with one another, come to understand one another, we can rise above our differences. There's more that we share than not, more that we want to have together than not. And we need to really try to heal these divides that are you know, really crushing us right now. Uh, And I hope and believe we all, yeah, good.
2: amen to that. Okay. Thank you. Okay,
1: Annie, great to talk to you. Okay, be well. Take care. Bye. Okay, okay. I think this person's been holding for a while. Hi, you're on with Bill. It's 818 is the area code. Who's this? Hi, Bill. Hello? Hi. Hi,
0: Bill. This is Joyce.
1: Oh, yes. I recognize your voice. Hi, Joyce.
0: Long, How are you? It's a long time. I'm tired. Oh. <laughs> so I'm happy to you to look at my chart. I'm not younger. I'm just getting tired. And I wonder yeah. if it's showed anywhere because it's, uh, I'm, uh, I will say, I'm under a lot of stress. And, of course, the past year hasn't been too great being sort of no. locked up here. In California, yeah. where I'm living, and um, yeah, 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 there's many things going on that are not very pleasant in my life, so I'm okay. a little tired. All right,
1: I, I hear you. know, I mean that's um, we are we are energy forms, uh, as I said, but we're also in these physical bodies and over time they're not they're not designed to work forever and things get more and more difficult and we have to start thinking about how am I going to do that now that I can't stretch that far or move that fast or whatever it may be um and I need to do everything I can to keep it going as best as I can um in terms of what's going on in your chart right now let me just let me just run the um let the computer do the work for me let it show me what's happening in your chart but also I'm just looking at it visually where all the planets are and, and of course um, right now you have your progressed moon that's that inner measure of time has been for almost 20 months now like 1920 months moving through the seventh house of your chart which of course you know you're a Libra you have many planets in Libra and here the moon mm-hmm. is in the house of Libra, and that means you're at a point now in your life where I'm once again moving to this realm of how we meet one another, who are the people in my life, the real people in my life and people in general. And I'm looking at these patterns of relationship that I am, I am I, in that of course I helped to create and form by choices I made and things that happen. And now I want to, I, I would like it if I could have a better relationship with one or many others, but It takes two to tango Um, and so but I know the only part I can control here is myself and I need to work on how can I approach this or that situation better that would um, allow for that person to also move in a new direction with me so we could have a better relationship is the way to go because I can't change them though I might like to wave a magic wand and make it so all I can do is turn the energy back on myself And try to have a better relationship to myself and then to others. So that's what the inner life is focusing upon. And and secondly, it's your moon, again, for since the beginning of 2020 and all of 21 here, your moon's going through Leo. And so everything is filled through that window of Leo now in your life in terms of what you're experiencing. And Leo's about respect. It's about honor. It's about love. I want to be seen for who I am. I want to be loved for who I am. But that but I need therefore to really hold to that and be that love that I wish to receive. I need to show that love and to whomever and wherever I can to see it coming shining back to me. But it's a time when I'd be much more sad or upset when I feel that I'm not being appreciated or being disrespected or seeing disrespect in the world around me, is that much more painful for me now to be uh, witnessing or encountering myself. So it's where I'm very sensitive about things. Then looking outwardly in your chart, um, the major planetary transits, um, you're quite right that all last year, Saturn was dancing back and forth over your ascendant, the beginning of the chart. And when Saturn's there, we're feeling the the weight of the world on us. Uh, Literally, it's like it's hit us like like a ton of bricks. Um, And and I realize, okay, this is what I'm I'm encountering reality and reality is hard and dense and, and requires a lot of drive and determination to meet it. And of course, it came in here 29 years ago and 29 years before that. So every 29 years we're being tested in terms of how we meet the moment in the eternal now. And 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 as we get older, it gets harder, of course, because, again, we have less reserves to meet it and the gravity hasn't changed and the pressures are still there. And so we're weighed down by that. And so this is a time when um, you're you have to redouble your efforts, as it were, to realize that whatever I'm encountering right now today, whatever came into my world this moment, good or bad, was something that I set in motion yesterday or 30 years ago or a thousand years ago it is what it is and what it's going to lead to in the next moment that's the part I can control so I need to not I need to move through life right now in a very clear consciousness that whatever however I respond to this moment or react to this event is going to set in motion the next thing I'll encounter I need to be present now and keep and everything Everything now flows from my attitude, from my intention. If I go negative, I'm only sowing seeds for more negativity. If I become fearful, then I'm only adding to the fears I'll be encountering down the road. It's hard sometimes not to when a difficult or bad or troubling thing or situation is our reality to not just take it in a in a painful way or bad way and and unknowing and and unfortunately that means it's going to persist and so we have to grab hold of ourselves and say okay what that person just did to me was inconsiderate or unkind or or not nice or whatever or thoughtless that is true but what I do next I can control I need to control um, that's an analogy I always talk about this, that we're going through a series of doors or someone was going out of the door through ahead of us and they're having a bad day. They slammed the door in our face and we were really upset and angry. Oh my God, I get the person do this. And so now we're going to the door, what will we do? And it's just so easy just to slam the door in the next person's face and pass on the pain and we don't break the karma. Or if we take a little effort, take a little moment and just say, wait a minute and hold the door open, we change the world and we're changing ourselves changing the energy form that was directed at us negatively and passing on a positive one instead. And that's huge. And we are also uplifting ourselves. It's a win-win. It takes effort. It's sometimes really hard, especially when someone's really done something bad to us. But again, there is justice in this world. Whatever we're reaping, we sowed, but what we're going to reap in the future, we're sowing right now. That's the that's the teaching that's what can save us so I would say acknowledge the pain and sorrow or fear or anger you're faced with right now and say okay um, choose to do something nice here I choose to do something loving here I choose to be considerate here and though I don't see the consequence of that so sometimes, sometimes I presume recognize that I'm being that way it is recognized. It becomes part of your future. That's what you need to do
0: right now. Thank okay. you. Because there's one thing that's very uh, evident to me that you brought up was a lack of a lack of respect. Like that's that has been big issue. Well, wait a minute. Now I I seek that respect. Of course, it was my fault that I just let allow things. You know, allow things to happen. So then I got upset about it, and now it's like shifting, but I will repeat, I'm uh, fairly worn out, I'm tired, and uh, is there any lifting of this?
1: Well, you will feel more energized when Jupiter enters your second house, which it will do next year, and the second house is our values and our sense of self-worth and our resources and our... It's our, it's, it's just our, it basically says, I feel more valuable this year. I feel stronger this year. I feel more whatever this year that will happen that I can see happening next year. That's, that's certain. Um, and I, let me just look and see if there's anything else that's causing the, the experience or the, uh, the wearing down or the, the the, the kind of, um, that you're under a heavy load or, or difficulties right now. Other than Saturn, which of course is enough being in the first house that all this year, it is lined up in um, a challenging way uh, off and on with your Pluto, which is the planet of that will. Um, and so it, that that is a heavy, heavier aspect than that, which exactly. could account for feeling um, drained by that. But uh, all I can say is that we we can make more energy we make our own energy by how we act uh and put out energy and then it gets comes back to us so just keep working on those kind loving thoughts and actions and before you know it you'll feel better and have more energy but um and when it comes to respect just just be be that respect that you want to receive to others just show them consideration yep. kindness over time, that becomes the energy form that just is natural for you and others are then attracted to that and they are returning it to you is what will happen. And, of course, with those or with whomever, I know there there is a lack of respect here, a lack of seeing one another truly. If I keep going there, I may keep on hurting myself because it's just not going to be returned to me. So it is a time to try to repair those relationships that I can or make new and better ones. But it also may be a time to not make so important or let go of a relationship where that respect and honor and love is not being returned.
0: Amen. Well, no okay. uh, oh, uh, I'm having a few issues. They're clean.
1: Really I I I didn't I didn't quite catch that choice. You're having a few issues
0: where? Okay. The- you, I, I they're rather strange that i I like I'm going to a i say I'm going to a dermatologist. I have these spots on my leg and nobody can figure it out.
1: Well it, I mean it you do have I mean that yes, yeah, Saturn's in your first house right now and
0: okay. it Saturn okay. rules okay. Capricorn.
1: Which is your and, and Capricorn is your rising sign and Capricorn and Saturn have a strong correlation with all the skeletal parts of our body that be the teeth, the skin, the hair uh, the ligament okay. it rules quite a bit and and you could have some unusual phenomena taking place there, which may just be manifestations of energy changes you 're going through, hopefully no real physical disease or problem, but just as indication that I feel this stress and pressure, and so it manifests in the in the skin as one of the representatives of saturn yeah thank okay. you
0: very much you have been so you're right very on. welcome <laughs> was nice talking okay. to
1: you okay <laughs> right. great yes, talking sir. to you okay i'll talk to you later bye-bye bye-bye okay yeah okay uh let's see um oh there we go someone left and I, I gotta change the like this person, okay, you're on with Bill. You're Eric 918. Hello. Hi. Who's this?
2: I was,
3: good. This is Angela. I saw you about, you had a blip about future show ideas. I don't know if you've done this before, but I had a friend that did an astrology chart for our country. Like he did it for the yeah. July 4th type of thing. But there's a couple of different chart oh, okay. names for our country like um, July 4th, and then there was August 2nd when they actually signed the declaration. Then, of course, there was 1787. Have you thought about doing a show on that?
1: Oh, I've done shows on on countries. I I mean, I was on radio shows years ago, and often um, Uh in that person's show. It's a show in California. We would go over to look at different countries' charts and leaders' charts and talk about politics, talk about countries, I don't, I've talked about the U.S. Um, in earlier years. I have in my – if you look at my website, I have uh, forecasts uh-huh. for the year. And, and I would do a whole section on the USA and what I said was going to be happening in the USA. I haven't been doing that of late, doing like like the general forecast for the year ahead. But in if you search within my blog postings and put the words United right. States, it will pop up a lot. And you'll see a bunch uh-huh. of things sure. I've written about there – Generally about the U.S. or about what it's going to. I, I myself have settled on July fourth, seventeen seventy six. Not that it's the exact mm-hmm. proper date, but because it's the one all of us hold in our own Identify. energy form, our own holograms of of what the U.S. is. It is the chart right. that is very, very they are very accurate for the U.S. And I use about five thirteen in the afternoon as the date of oh. the time of birth for the U.S. chart. And that gives the chart, um, it, ha- it has Sagittarius rising and Pluto as the rising planet. And what's quite fascinating, I always, uh, one, one confirmation of that for me is I use this book for uh, symbols in astrology. Uh, it's, called a, it's called the Astrological Mandala done by Dane Rudyard. And he takes each degree of the zodiac and it's associated with a certain symbol. And what's quite fascinating, considering the U.S. and our national symbol, our national seal, um, is that mm-hmm. the symbol for that, that degree of rising of the U.S. chart is the Great Pyramid and the Sphinx. No and, of way. course, our national symbol – oh, yes, the national symbol for our, char- our country, of course, is the, is the eye above the unfinished pyramid and all this mystical Masonic symbolism and all, mo- many of the mm-hmm. men who well, were all men – of in who formed uh, the con the, the both the um the declaration jefferson and others and then the constitution many of our founding fathers were masons and they and
3: definitely there's knew nothing astrology. wrong with that they,
1: nothing yes, wrong they with that the ancient teaching um, they were free thinkers Correct. they believed in the one creator but they also knew and that's why in you go to all the courtrooms and and all, ca- capitals in the country and around the world You'll see in the rotundas and on blazing on the floors all the astrological signs and symbols. This yes, pervades all cultures and peoples. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, I, I definitely hold to the My fourth date is being very significant, I and have. I also look at the. know yeah. I also hold to the other other dates as being significant in the U.S. You know, uh, series of events of our formation and continuing growth. But yeah, that's that's the master one that I work with. Yeah.
3: Well, I had a friend, he's he, no longer with us, and he was an astrologer, uh, and he loved to do those things, so I'm always looking for someone else that enjoys those things
1: as well. Oh, no, I that's I definitely do that. I mean, I look at a lot of charts, but I, that, I definitely do um, what's called mundane oh, astrology. And Alexander astrology. the Great.
3: Alexander the Great. W- what about I him? I like about him. Well, okay, um, well,
1: that's history, yeah. Yeah, no, there there and many. He said I had a line. Stuff.
3: Um, he said I had the same exact line when Alexander the Great conquered uh the Persian Empire. Oh. King uh Darius. Right. Uh, which was okay.
1: iconic. Like, okay. So. okay, yeah, well I, yeah, well no, it's um there are energy forms and we resonate with them and they resonate in us, so that doesn't make that makes yeah. perfect sense to me. <laughs> Okay.
3: So that's why um, I like to hear else? about
1: well, them. Okay. Okay, Can you great. look at my okay, chart well, just well, for we'll
3: itty-bitty moment?
1: Okay. Um, hold on. Uh, Angela, you said, right? Okay. And yes. what's your birth date?
3: October 18th,
1: 1968.
3: Right. And a time? 9.09 p.m., but it was daylight savings time.
1: That's at nine oh nine p.m. And where were you born?
3: Oh, Memphis, Memphis,
1: Tennessee. Speaking Memphis, of Egypt, Okay, no. thank you. Sorry. Right, <laughs> no, I know, I, know. I, know. And I said so, so, so. It's okay. So you know your chart. You're a Libra with the moon a in Virgo, and you have yeah, and the Gemini rising, and it's mm-hmm. quite a interesting chart, as you might know, because you have. All your planets gathered very tightly together within 60 degrees of between Virgo and Scorpio, best of 60, 70 degrees, and then one planet all by itself on the other side. And that other planet is, of course, Saturn. Um, your chart is what we call a fan pattern. All the planets in the bottom right side are the foot of the fan, and Saturn is the handle so it means all your energy is generated down on this lower right side of the chart and it goes shooting out through that Saturn and that Saturn becomes oh, wow. such a key planet in your life. And in the sign of Aries mm-hmm. it's all about about, you know, leadership and about being having presence and understanding about it. but more it's Saturn's eleventh house. It's all about social consciousness and conscience, about community oh my gosh. and fellowship and companionship and you are here. You will know you're on your path when you look around your, your neighbors and go to your place where you work or wherever you live and say, yes, these are my people, and then my life is I'm on the path. And when you find that experience in your life, when you're with some perfectly nice people, but they're clearly not my people, your life will be not good <laughs> You know, because you are very deeply affected by the company that you keep. Um and you need to be a leader of a group you belong to rather than following along in a group you don't belong with. Test in life. Okay.
3: That's um, very interesting. I was in a very long uh, meeting, about fifteen hours yesterday at a democratic yeah. convention and okay. I done social justice work and wow. Oh, sure. You are so oh, spot on. You you're rather oh, that's what you're here. For.
1: Oh, I've been doing this a while, probably probably more than one life. That's what I've been told, but that that we don't know for sure. All I know is I love it, and I keep doing it. You have a connection and, to it. Yeah. it. No, I'm passionate about it, and I, I The thing is, you have to tune yourself up and learn all that you can, and then let it come through you, and not not be stuck in the in in rigid ways of understanding things, but be inspired, like a great dancer, a great singer, a great anything. You tune your vehicle up, but then you let the force come through you and guide you. Um, and yeah. and it, then it shows. Yeah. Well, anyways, I've, I, the show is over. Question. I'm going to have to say goodbye now. <laughs> sure. Okay. Oh, well, one question. What? Can I ask one uh,
3: When you said that yeah, the sure. planets go through Saturn, what are the benefits of all those planets shining through a big
1: star Planet. Well, no. What, what's happened is that, that all the energy that's down on the lower right hand side of your chart, which has to do with one fourth house, how we secure our lives and attend to our roots, the roots of our life is so important to you with your moon and Mars and Pluto and Jupiter in oh, your fourth it, yeah. house. So So you're anchored in terms of where we all come from and how we find our common connections and our roots and also how they're different. And then the fifth house <laughs> how we how we should stretch ourselves in terms of our leadership and performances and creativity, and then how we serve and how we need to order our lives and paths of service, those three things of centering, leadership, and service, and all that energy gets pulled together and gets shoots out <laughs> through your Saturn, which says, yes, but what I'm here for is to try to preserve our way of life or to make our way of life better. That's it. Wow. Okay. So uh,
3: my family you, goes you, back you, to 1029. That's how far far back my family goes, and that's a really good. Ba- I, 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 I can trace my back. I know your roots. I can
1: trace my. Yeah, no. I, my my family, my mother, I, my mother side of the family, we go back to Charlemagne, and we have it actually written down. William the Conqueror. <laughs> Sorry, but it. But, <laughs> William the Conqueror. No, my my, my 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 ancestor William de Tracy was with one of the knights that came with William the Conqueror. It's on the Battle of Hullabattle Abbey, mm-hmm. and his descendant his descendant was one of the f- three or four knights that w- uh, was Henry II, said, won't someone rid me of this man, Thomas Becket?" They rode across the channel, no. ran, r- rode to, to Canterbury Church, and killed the archbishop. And it says on the plaque there, no. William de Tracy struck the fatal blows. Now, but see, that's just physical. That's not where we really come from. That's looking back on our lineage in terms of genes and the physical body. And uh-huh. that... So that is important. I don't attach any importance to it because you and I have been incar- incarnating into different cultures and races and, and, and beings yes. ad infinitum. And so, though I see my physical heritage as going back that far, if I was to think, "Oh, that's what I am," I would be so mistaken, so wrong. That's just just wrong. <laughs> it's just <laughs> so, part. So, it's so, part so of who so, we don't, are. Don't get stuck there. Don't, don't get stuck there. Don't get stuck there. We're beings of light, not beings of matter. Okay?
3: Does that, that make sense?
1: That okay. makes sense. Okay. It's been okay, a pleasure. Angela, thank do, you I, for doing that I, for I, me. Sure. Sure. Call Call back when you wish and I'll talk to you again.
3: Okay? All right. Thank you so much.
1: Okay. Have a great day. Okay. Okay, everybody. Bye for now. Um, I have to go and it was wonderful being with you. I cannot be here next week because i'm going to go work and open a camp uh as a volunteer and then the next week i'm at another wedding oh my goodness and which is amazing it's wonderful and the next weekend is july 4th but um there might be something to do a, a usa show on july the 4th that's something i might think about but probably like most of you i might be away with family um so if i don't do it then i I don't know when I'll do it again, but I will try to do a show as soon as I can. And I'll let you know, and it's
0: uh, nice spending some time with you today. Bye for now.